Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Hello and welcome back to Successful Minds. I'm your host, Patty Baranowski-Schneider. Today I'm joined by Vicki Gold. Our topic today focuses on living a blissful life. Thank you for joining us, Vicki. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Appreciate sure. it. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I live in Michigan and I am a sound and energy healer. I got into that after being diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease. And they basically told me that there was nothing they could do for me, that I would be this way for the rest of my life. I did get disability for about four years. And it was during that time that I pretty much, you know, took matters into my own hands because nobody could do anything. And that's when I found out about frequencies, Rife Machine, um, sound healing, vibrational healing, all of that stuff. And it's really helped me in my journey to getting better. So that's nice. what I did. So now what inspired you to become a Reiki master and a LOA, Law of Attraction practitioner? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that I realized was that there's so much in that mind, body, soul connection. And as I was diving into the frequencies and the vibrations, of course, that's connected to like, what's your mind thinking and Law of Attraction and thoughts you know, your thoughts attract exactly what you're thinking mm -hmm. and your desires and stuff like that. So I realized through the journey that I had to change some of the things that I had thought. I knew as well that my body was holding on to past traumas, past things that had happened, you know, and that can create illness as well. And when I realized that, and I was like, wow, I really need to reset my body. And that's where Reiki came in. I really did it mostly because I wanted to do self Reiki to help alleviate some of the pain that I was in. And then with law of attraction, you know, that was the whole, let's change the way your mind is thinking about things so that you can feel better. And, you know, we hold a lot of tension in our bodies and all of that kind of combined to help me to, to get better with Lyme. Nice. Yeah. Now, how does the practice of Reiki and the law of attraction help to improve one's life? Well, you know, it's funny because my dad used to always quote Murphy's law. And he was one of these people that was like, if something's going to go wrong, it's going <laughs> to go wrong, you know? And then I, I would look at my mom and my mom was like, that is what I want. And she was like laser focused on what she wanted and she would go after it and, and get it. You know, and I think when you realize that you are in control of your thoughts, you are in control of what is going on around you, you're in control of what you attract into your life. When you take that responsibility and you go, oh, crap, I can't blame this or that or the other thing. It's not because, you know, even I, I had mentioned past traumas, we can't blame those things. Yes, those happen. And yes, we need to work through them. But I don't want to be a victim anymore. I don't want to blame the reason why all these things are happening to me or have happened, you know, including the illness on all these other things. I want to be in a position where I'm saying everything in the world, which because this is true, is happening for me. It's not against me. Mm -hmm. And what's the learning in it? Because sometimes we see things as negative 
and they're not ne necessarily negative, you might find out later, it's kind of like that Garth Brooks song, right? The, the unanswered prayer. Thank God for unanswered prayers, right? Because sometimes we think we want something and it's not really that great for us. We learn the lesson. We're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's why that didn't work out. And I think that that shift and that reframe really helps us, you know, just not in the thought pattern, but also physically because your body is more relaxed. Your vibration is higher. Like I said, you're not holding on to that tension. So it's all, it's so intertwined. Right. No, that's good. Now, what tips do you have for anyone interested in learning how to use the law of attraction in their own life? Oh boy. Okay. So <laughs> first thing is like, I mean, it depends where you are on the spectrum of, are you like my dad? Who's like Murphy's law, <laughs> everything, you know, against them. Are you a doomsday or are you a little, you know, cause if somebody is in that doomsday, oh my gosh, everything's falling apart all the time. Nothing works out for me. It's a lot, a lot harder to get from here to there. I'm not saying you can't. I've seen people do it. But what I'm saying is that it takes a little bit more work in shifting that mindset and shifting those thoughts. And I think the first thing that you want to do is realize that the energy that you put out is the energy that you attract. And like I said, you know, take responsibility for that. And it might seem like, oh crap, that means that I have been attracting these negative people into my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because we're thinking, mm, I don't want to keep doing that, but yet we keep doing things like that. I don't want to attract, you know, these negative um, experiences in my life, but yet we keep doing that. Or the the fights that we have in relationships, like, wow, I'm responsible. I can, I can change that. So I think the first thing is having that responsibility, knowing that like attracts like, and then getting to that place where, you know, it's kind of like people say, right, be the change that you want to see, you know, you got to be that person first. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you, you kind of like, you think, oh, how can I actually be that person when I've never been that person? And you have to realize that that person has always been within you. Mm -hmm. It's just that, what, whether you've been trained differently or society taught you something, your parents, your teachers, whatever, that person, whoever that is, is in you. And you just have to allow that person to come out and be that person and be confident in that person, regardless of what anybody says. Mm -hmm. So I hope that helps. Yeah, no, I mean, it's funny because I always was like a big advocate for the law of attraction. And I remember like people, of course, everybody says, I want to be rich. I want to be a millionaire. And yeah. they always say you have to feel that it's already happened and be grateful that it happened. And then you get the people who are like, but I'm flat broke. I can't pay my bills. How am I supposed to feel like I'm rich when I can't pay my bills? But, you know, I mean, when you just see case studies after case, I mean, Oprah Winfrey, um, forget his name, Dumb and Dumber, um, you know, all of these people are oh, huge followers. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. wrote himself a $10 million check and, you know, yeah. it happened, but it's, you know, it's, it's a hard struggle to get people to actually see. I agree. You know, people go, okay, well, how am I supposed to shift that if I'm not seeing it? And I don't see any of the fruits of these thoughts that I'm trying to hold on to. Mm -hmm. I think it goes to the idea of you need to make decisions as if you are already that millionaire. Yeah. So not so much like how, how do you be or feel? I think sometimes that's a practice that takes a little bit more time, but if you ask yourself, if I want to be a successful entrepreneur or separate successful at corporate, whichever one it is, 
how would somebody who's a millionaire approach this problem? Because we tend to approach the problem from however we've always approached the problem, right? Mm -hmm. But if you think about it and go, okay, so how would somebody who is a millionaire approach the problem of not being able to pay my heating bill? Because I've been there. We had to pay Rob Peter to pay Paul. The propane tank was empty, needed diapers for the kids. We've been there before. And, you know, how would that person act or react or solve that problem is much different than how maybe you and I would have in that situation without leaning on the law of attraction. Does that make sense? So I just tend to go with, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this or I don't know what to do next. And the next thought that comes into my head is like, Vicki, yes, you do. You know Mm -hmm. exactly what to do. What is it that you desire to have and how are you going to get there? We actually do have the answers. We're just afraid to voice them or act upon them because we may be afraid of judgment or afraid that it's not going to work, something like that. But once you get past that, you start seeing it work, that grows your confidence, but you got to do it those times in order to grow the confidence because confidence isn't going to just drop in your lap that it's working. That's true. Now, what advice would you give to someone who's learning about sound healing? But first, tell us a little bit about what exactly sound healing is. Yeah, so um, sound healing is the use of sounds (laughs) to change the frequency, brain waves, um, your status. You know, we sometimes refer to it like as a set frequency. Um, Crystals, other things in the world have a frequency that is the same all the time, right? But as humans we have frequencies that change, whether it's um, toxins from the outside, the foods that we're eating, um, the people that we've reacted with, the person who cut us off, <laughs> um, the cashier that, you know, wasn't nice to us, or, you know, opposite to the things that are great for us, you know, have a certain set point that we tend to come back to. That's kind of like this, this level that we're at, at most times, you know, it's kind of like some people have a disposition of being just really chipper and like, right. oh, and then some people have that uh, disposition. I know a few, but like they, they wake up late and they're grouchy, you know, like it doesn't matter if it's early or late, they rolled out of the bed on the wrong side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And so we have the set point and sound healing helps to send vibrations into the brain and the body and our organs to put them back into homeostasis so that they can work optimally. And that means that that stasis that we're, you know, trying to get to like that we don't fall back into that. Mm -hmm. Right. So with sound healing and any kind of vibrational frequency, anything like that, we're trying to put the body back the way that it works the best. So everything can flow, your energies can flow. Um, You know, the chakras are your energy wheel. So we're trying to open those up so that everything can work together and that you can have an amazing life. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. That's actually awesome. (laughs) Nice. Now, what inspired you to become a sound healer? Yeah, so it was really, you know, that that journey that I talked about with Lyme disease, being told that nothing's going to work for you. Um, just chalk it up. You're going to be in bed the rest of your life. You know, I was not even 40 yet. And I'm going, what is this really going to happen? 
Um, so it took a lot of other things. Like that wasn't the first thing that I landed on. First, I had done the Rife machine. I became an herbalist. So I learned a lot about herbs, um, essential oils, things like that. All those have frequencies too. Uh, so all of that in combination just eventually led me to sound healing. You know, it, it wasn't all just boom, all at once. It was just one after the other. And I'm like, oh, what is this? Oh, what a bit. I'm like, oh, wait, what is that? <laughs> and then I just got really in interested in it. Oh, nice. I mean, I don't know as much about it, obviously, but I remember reading um, somebody who was preaching things like with the law of attraction. They were saying how everything is like vibration, like even the wall, it's just, yes, you know, you know, it's there, but everything yes. is vibration. And it just, you know, it kind of shed a whole new light on things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything is vibrating. It looks solid to us, yeah. you know, but it's everything's vibrating. Right. Now, how exactly does sound healing work? So usually when you're talking about like, let's just take like a sound bath, right? Um, the healer or practitioner, whatever you want to call it, will generally ask the person, you know, what is it that you're here for? What do you want to work on? Um, a lot of times a sound healing session, let's call it a Dixie cup, and they come with a gallon jug and they want to pour this gallon jug into your, this little Dixie cup. And they're like, I want to fix all these things. You know, I fixed my career, my relationships, my money, my, you know, everything they want to fix it all. So the best thing to do really is to focus on one thing at a time, right. prioritize, figure out what it is that you need to work on the most. Sometimes it's, you know, I got thyroid problems. I got digestion problems. I have hormone problems, things like that. And then other times it's more spiritual. It's like, you know, I'm just not listening to my inner guidance. Right. I'm not um, connected to my intuition, things like that as well. So it's physical and spiritual. All of it um, helps in sound healing. So generally you'll find out what it is that you want to work on first. And then the practitioner will use whatever their instruments. It could be crystal singing bowls. It could be metal ones, gongs, chimes. Like there's so many different things. Tuning forks. I The list just goes on. Like you should see my collection. I just like, okay, I need to stop. There's no more room for anything else. Well, that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask next. And what, what techniques do you use in your sessions? <laughs> yeah, I use a lot. I tend to gravitate the most towards crystal singing bowls. Um, I really do. I really have grown to love the metal singing bowls. It's kind of funny. Like you're not supposed to pick your favorite child, right? Mm -hmm. But I think I've always been drawn to the crystal singing bowls. And then it almost to the, to the extent that I was like metal singing bowls, forget them, you know? <laughs> um, but then I realized and I started doing more research about those metal singing bowls. I'm like, oh, these are really amazing. And then I found out that the metal singing bowls, like there's all sorts of controversy about where they originated from. And one of the first singing bowls, a metal bowl made of bronze was from the Shang dynasty. And that happens to be the dynasty that I am a descendant of. Oh, wow. So I found that out. I'm like, oh, this is getting even more cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah. Now, what are the benefits of sound healing? Oh, goodness. A lot. So mm -hmm. we've already 
talked a, a lot about, you know, some of the physical ailments, the spiritual ailments. I think the thing that people for the most part come like the top things because it, it helps with arthritis, with headaches, with, like I said, thyroid reproduction, digestion, it helps with so many things, mm -hmm. but I would say the top things that people come for are anxiety, stress. They want to have more peace and calm. Um, they want to relieve insomnia. They have aches and pains or arthritis, uh, headaches, things like that. Then a lot of people have um, issues with self-confidence. So we work on the solar plexus. They have issues with like standing up for themselves. So that would be like the throat, speaking up, communication. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they come for love life, relationships. And then of course, you know, the, the spiritual ones, I, I want to be more connected to God, to source, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I want to be able to be more confident in my inner guide, my inner wisdom. I want to hear what it is that I'm supposed to do next. Right. Lots of different things. Wow. And you, I mean, obviously people, you know, come, I mean, you have, I say case studies, but I mean, obviously yeah. a lot of success stories from people who use this. Oh yes, definitely. And even people who like are just listening to my Facebook reels or my YouTube, right. they'll be like, oh my gosh, I felt that so deeply. Or what is this? I've never heard this before. Cause some of the tools are pretty interesting and unique. Like if you've never seen a crystal Merkaba, it's like two pyramids together. Okay. It's like, wow, what is that thing? And I, I do have people. In fact, um, my niece has a son who's he's about two years old. They started listening to this after they got home from daycare and work. Right. So they leave my YouTubes on for about an hour or something, I think. And then they listen again right before bed. And she's like, oh my gosh, he sleeps so well now. Wow. So yeah, yeah. And it's it's just amazing. It's really great to be able to introduce it to so many people. And even the skeptics, like there's a love hate with that, right? Sometimes they have mean comments on your Facebook posts and your ads. <laughs> um, but then also I always think of it as I'm a seed along the path. Mm -hmm. And whether I was the first seed or the 30th seed or the thousandth seed, you know, like I get to be that seed and where they might be like, this is just bogus. It's stupid, whatever they got, they got exposure to it. And then maybe next time they'll be like, huh? And then maybe next time it'll come again. And like, why is this showing up for me so many times? Mm -hmm. And then maybe they'll start getting interested in it. You know, so just because somebody has a negative comment or something, I try not to, it's hard though, because it really does hurt and right. sensitive, but um, I just try to think of it as I'm that person. I was meant to be at that place for that person. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, believe in the law of attraction and everything, I know that I was there for a purpose and I may not understand that purpose, but we cross paths and, you know. I just, no, it's great. I mean, I know, um, you know, you definitely, you can't please everybody all the time and right. you know, what works for one person might not work for the other, but you know, it, it, you, you, you know, you pretty much have to find what works for you. And obviously it works for some people, you know, I mean, you, you can't really, you can't really knock it, you know, I mean, right. I know I've, I've done a lot of things where, like I said, it works for some, it just doesn't work for me, but I'll keep trying. And, yeah. you know, it's the same, you'll, you'll never get you never please everybody. There'll right. always be well, some people not into it. You know, and 
it, like you said, it works for some people, it works, it doesn't work for others. And it might work for you one day and not work for you a different day. Because one of the key things for somebody who's receiving sound healing is that they need to be open to receive. They need to be open to the experience, open to whatever passes through. And so sometimes people don't like it if something negative, like quote unquote negative comes up. So maybe they get a glimpse of a past thing that they don't like. All of a sudden this experience is negative, but it's not really negative. Maybe that thing needed to come up for them and they need to dig into why, right? And then sometimes we say, oh yes, I'm open to receive. You know, there's an inherent, if you're, if, if you've arrived for a sound bath, you're probably inherently assuming they're open to receive but sometimes we hang on to stuff that doesn't serve us even though we're like i just wish i would stop doing that right and then you keep doing it how many of us have done that right so you could go into the sound bath saying totally open i want to release this i want to get rid of this but then yet still be holding on to it and then it's not going to work right so how does it work with people is is it I guess it's a couple of sessions. It's not, you know, like a one and done thing. Oh, no. It's not generally a one and done unless it's something. And I say simple, very loosely, unless it's a simple, I have a headache, get rid of my headache. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, usually if people are in for something, it's like a recurrent headache. <laughs> it's going right. to be recurrent insomnia, recurrent stress, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, where you got to remember how many years have you been living with this? How long have you been living with this? So you're going to probably need to use some time mm-hmm. and be here multiple times right. in order to get rid of it. It's like, you know, any kind of habit, if you want to kick a habit. Right. I- <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> so now I guess what's the most impactful sound healing experience you've ever had? And I'm sure it's the Lyme disease, but tell me, tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there's, there's, gosh, there's so many. Um, Since I've already talked about Lyme, I'll talk about a couple of things that happened for um, maybe my students. So I've got somewhere around 17,000 students around the world. Uh Already talked about my niece, but there was one in particular that sticks out in my head when you ask this. So there was a lady, her neighbor had gone to the emergency room for an extreme panic attack. Mm. And while they were in the waiting room, and I might not have the story exactly right, but while they were in the waiting room, like they waited a long time and there were a lot of other people in there and that only created a heightened, it made the anxiety worse. And they eventually were released and didn't really get much relief out of that visit. So she went over and played one singing bowl. So there's a particular singing bowl that most of my students will get right after they join the course. It's the 528 Hertz. So this is known as the love tone. And it's also um, a miracle of manifestations tone. It's also Vigio frequency. And um, it's also thought to repair DNA. So this thing works on all chakras. It's amazing. So anyways, I'm pretty sure she used just this one bowl, went over and he said that that time with her, and I don't even think she did like even an hour, but I'm not sure, but she just kept playing it, playing it. And he said like the anxiety, the tension just kind of released and washed away, felt so much better Mm -hmm. um, after she did that versus whatever help he was trying to get at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And um you know, actually, you know what? She didn't have that bowl. That's why this, she played my video of that. 
that is what it was. Um, and I, I had posted on Facebook about him, like who would have known that mm -hmm. a video that I decided to post was going to help somebody who just came home from the hospital. So anyways, yeah, that's, that was pretty cool to hear. There's lots of cool stories, you know, kids with autism, um, calming down babies, you know, it's just, there's so many great things. Now, how does that work with autism? Because my grandson's actually a nonverbal autistic boy. So yeah. how does that work with him? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't work with people with autism, but my students do. So I don't have that much experience. But what I know is that some kids, um, because the sound can be kind of scratchy on mm -hmm. the bowl, some of them don't like it. And some of them do. Some of them don't like it, have eventually liked it. <laughs> um, sometimes they have to wear earplugs mm -hmm. to like lessen the sound. Um, sometimes they play them mm -hmm. if you trust them. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah, there's been there's been varying degrees of it. Mm -hmm. We talk about it in our Facebook community. I don't personally have right. that experience, so I'm sorry I can't. No, it's okay. You just triggered my interest when you said that. <laughs> nice. So how, I mean, so obviously with the Lyme disease, um, they expected you to be bedridden. So yep. obviously that's obviously not the case. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. They, that's what they told me to do. I had, I kept reading things online and then taking it to the doctor and going, Hey, what do you think of this? Right. Um, maybe we should try this. And eventually he was like, Vicki, stop bringing me these things. Right. He's like, you need to go home and accept the fact that this is how the rest of your life is going to be. Wow. And then I was like, okay, I don't want to come. <laughs> young. Yeah. 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 My kids were young. I, you know, was opting out. I was that mom that was at every single field trip. Right. The lady who volunteered for everything. <laughs> I, you know, I was that person that everybody would say, oh, if you need something, just ask Vicki. Right. And all of a sudden I wasn't that person anymore. And I was opting out of going out. You know, I had to really manage my time and activities. Like I knew that I couldn't do more than one thing per day. You know, I've gotten to like, okay, I can do three things per day, you know, and then I'd have to choose what are those things? Cause the list is probably 10 or 11 or even 20 things long. Right. And I could only pick so many. So, you know, eventually I did find somebody else who was able to help me better. <laughs> nice. Well, anything else you want to add or tell us about? Um, I just want to add, you know, that if, if a doctor or anybody, it doesn't matter if it's a doctor, has told you that you are destined to live out your life a certain way like they did for me, just remember that they don't have a crystal ball. Right. They might be telling you, like, I don't think that that doctor told me that out of spite, meanness, whatever. He was just trying to be like, Vicki, I don't want to give you false hope, you know? And I, I don't think he was trying to be mean. Right. On the other hand, we put certain people or positions on pedestals and we think, oh, they know. And they don't know. Mm -hmm. They have no idea. There's been cases where cancer has been cured. Crohn's disease has been cured. There's been all sorts of things like that where doctors may have said, you know what? You only have 1%. I have a friend who had a stroke. She was given 1% mm -hmm. and she's doing really great now. And 
they can't, they just can't predict the future. So don't accept that somebody can tell you because you get to control what happens in your life. Even if I was still bed bound with the shift in my mind, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be as, as, uh, what would that word be? It wouldn't be as sad, I guess, for me as it was back then, because I really lamented that life that I lost Mm -hmm. and the life that I thought I was going to have and the dreams that I thought I was going to have to give up. But when you realize that you get to control all of that, mm-hmm. that, you know, don't, don't let somebody else tell you what your destiny is. Nice. Very well said. Now, how can people get a hold of you or to learn out, you know, learn more about what you do? Yeah. So um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. If you look up life-changing energy, um, that's also my website. Um, and then, you know, if you want to connect with me on Facebook, I have reels and stuff like that. It's, uh, Vicki Gould, just spell it right. V I C K I E. (laughs) No, why? (laughs) That's right. So any, any of those ways works. Okay, cool. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Again, that was so much for having me. Thank you. Again, that was Vicki Gold. Thanks for listening to Successful Minds with Patty B. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show here. So thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to Successful Minds with your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.